this show is that God's word is our greatest weapon, our sword of the spirit. Jesus himself quoted scripture when tempted by Satan. We need to know and use God's word as well. It keeps us from believing the lies and deceptions of Satan, and it contains God's power and authority. You know, John, again, uh, when I think about where I was five years ago and not even thinking I needed the Bible or God's word in my life, and then what I've seen happen over the last four and a half years, we were talking about this in the car, in my own life, in my family's life, in my kids' life, in our walk together, mm. um, it's amazing to me uh, the, the power that we have, you know, and, and I, I don't want to digress, but I do want to read one quote in the victory of spiritual warfare, if I can, mm -hmm. and, and I'm probably rushing ahead of you, but you know I love this quote. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke 10, 17 through 20. Mm -hmm. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Mm -hmm. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions yes. and to overcome all the power of the enemy nothing will harm you nothing will harm you will harm however you. do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you but rejoice that your names are written in heaven so when we get this power and we start to see what it does in our own life and this is what i battle don't let your pride kick up mm. just know that you're doing this because god's given you the power with the holy spirit but we're doing it because we're followers of Christ and we're warriors of Christ. And then hopefully that, that's kind of the lead-in for me for what we're going to do today. Yeah, this is a good point, David. Uh, once again, this is 89.1 Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Our phone number here, if you'd like to call in, maybe you have some uh, insight or a question, is 440-399-3044. That's 440-399-3044. And if you want to live stream, which is really good, is uh, www.wnzn.org. Wnzn.org. And so we're picking up on this topic, as David just referenced, is um, how do we have uh, this victorious life? It said the disciples came back with great joy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. God wants us to be joyful. He wants to be victorious. And, of course, they're rejoicing because they came back from this... Um, ministry outreach that Jesus sent them to all the towns and villages in Israel and they're just amazed that they have this power yeah. uh, over the demonic yeah this is a very important thing we don't realize it living sometimes in America or Western civilization but a good part of the world you know I've lived in Asia yeah. for years and in South America and Africa and other the everyday life of spirits and fear of spirits is very big you know it, yeah. it's more subtle here we're going to talk about that but it's still very real and you start at the beginning uh, if you go back to Genesis uh, chapter uh, 2, of course, uh, it, you know, God creates everything. And he says, he says something very interesting at the end of creation. Uh, actually, in chapter 1, the very last verse, he sees that everything was very good. Okay, the world as it is today is not how God originally created it. Because when he first created it, everything was very good. There was no death. There was no sin. There was no demonic influence. There was none of these kinds of things that are now beset us today. And that, so what changed? Changed came in chapter 3. And that's where we see, maybe uh, Wanda or David, you could read verse 1 uh, through 3 of chapter 3 in Genesis. This will set us up for the basis of spiritual victory. I have it. Okay. All right. The fall. 
Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Okay, so here we have the start. And first and foremost, we see the serpent. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, here's where you see Satan's entry. But notice he comes in the form of a serpent. In this dynamic, who is more powerful, Adam and Eve or the serpent? Oh, the, the serpent right now. Well, I mean, no, no. originally they're what? more powerful. Why? Yeah, until they, well, because God gave them dominion over exactly earth. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. In chapter 1, he says, I give you dominion over everything. Right. Everything that moves on the earth. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. so in this in this dialogue, we see he enters, and he says, "Did God indeed say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden?" Mm -hmm. Notice he doesn't say it's not an open-faced lie. He just is posing a yeah. question: yeah. Did God really say that? Yeah. So he's subtle. Yeah. He mm -hmm. comes in and just is thrown doubt on God's word. Later, he's going to con contradict God's word, but he says, mm -hmm. "Did God really say that?" And the woman said to the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Mm -hmm. Now notice, did God say don't touch it? All God said is what? Eat don't it. eat it. Yeah. Here she's adding to God's word. Uh, he throws hmm. in a little bit of doubt. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> see, that. all your cults. Yeah. Usually oh, start out with truth, but then they add something Boy, to you it. Know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. here she's at. She's getting first problem. She's, she's in starts. conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's her first problem. She's in conversation with this serpent. Yeah. But then she says, "We can't eat it or touch it, lest we die." He didn't say, "Lest you die, you will surely die." Yeah. So you see things yeah. even from the beginning. The key here, what I'm getting at, is the Word of God. Everything is even today, 21st century. It's all about the Word of God. The serpent said to her, verse four. You will not surely die. Now it's a direct lie. You mm. see, that's a direct lie. Mm -hmm. It's like today, in teaching at the best university, there is no God. Mm -hmm. There is no creation. Mm -hmm. Man doesn't have a human soul. We're not any better than an animal. We're just higher on the evolutionary scale. You see, yeah. where's this stuff coming from? It's a direct mm -hmm. contradiction mm -hmm. to the Word of God. That's when we talk of spiritual warfare or spiritual victory, it starts way back here in the garden. And then, of course, it says, the serpent said to her, and for God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See, yeah. when we look at Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, we studied this before. Mm -hmm. When God, Lucifer's in the heavens, yeah. and what is it? What is his? What is his desire? He's not happy. To what be, does he want to be? Yeah. To be he wants right. to be God. Right. He yeah. wants to be God. Same thing he tempts her with. Right. You yeah. shall be God. And this really. Is mm. man's problem when he when he absent from God in the present world, man thinks he's God. He won't say it, but he makes godlike decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, how we treat other people, true, we disregard yeah. God. Yeah. You get things with abortion, all kinds of things are godlike decisions because we don't want God in control. We don't even acknowledge Him. And so then, here's the temptation. Verse six. Number one, she saw that the tree was good for food. So there's sight. So much of sin enters in through sight. Hmm. David saw Bathsheba. Hmm. Remember? Mm -hmm. uh, the, when when they, the, they go into the, the man sees the golden, uh, 
piece of gold in the Babylonian garment and he wants it. You see, you see, you see sight is a big, see faith cometh by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing, but sight is, is, is oh, that's, that's the eye like gate. That. That, yeah. that oftentimes that's that a good way to, to look we at see it. things right. we want that don't belong to us. You uh -huh. see, that's why Job talks about guarding our eyes. So number one, it's sensual sight. Then she says it's uh, pleasant to the eyes. So it has this aesthetic quality. Mm -hmm. So number one, food, that appeals to the flesh. Eyes, that's uh, aesthetic, make one well, wise. And then uh, and to make you like God is spiritual. I don't want God. I want to be God. You see, mm -hmm. those it appeals to the body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. It, you know, I was just thinking when, you know, John, I, I never understood that, what you were saying about the eyes. Think about how Jesus came on the earth. They said that Lucifer was just a gorgeous, beautiful yeah, right, right. creation. And then Christ came to the earth and, and was just an average, you know, Jewish-looking guy. You couldn't pick him out of any, but his word right. was so powerful. Interesting how that transferred yeah, down. Okay. Exactly right. right. Yeah. And, and so of course we know that they they disobeyed God. God only gave them one command. Yeah. Wow. Do you ever think about that? No. Well, one I, I was just talking to Marilyn about that. Yeah. One command. Yeah. Now how many trees do you think he put in that garden? What do you think? <laughs> I, I mean know. that garden must look I like Maui on steroids or something. That's what I'm thinking. He gave yeah. all this stuff. Jeez. And then he put the tree of life in there. Really? You're going to screw and, that up? And he says, just this one. See, they were created in the innocence. Yeah. Absolutely. If they would obey God, they would have been righteous. Mm. And then they could have taken to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they didn't want to. Yeah. And this is what makes us different than the animals and robots, really, because they're all programmed. A squirrel does a squirrel thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, an oak tree does an oak tree thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The moon and the sun, they do how God has programmed them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to angels and to human beings, he gives this power of free will. Mm. We call it volition. Yes, Wanda, did you have a... But do you see what I'm saying? This, this, and so he, all through the Bible... We're in his image. All through right? the Bible, so. you see this um, choice dynamic yeah. set up. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Old Testament, God says, I set before you this day life and death uh -huh. choose life yeah. two men are alongside jesus on the cross one mocks him disregards him he dies mm -hmm. in his sins the other says lord i'm a sinner remember me when you all through the scripture the bible says he that hath the son has life he that mm -hmm. hath the... so all through the scripture all you see is this choice where god wants yeah. us that's why really in this lifetime we have 70 80 90 years i don't know 100 years all God really, I mean, what's going on here, he wants us to choose him, yeah. to choose and live for him, him, because this is kindergarten. Mm. It's just kindergarten here. What, what's coming, the Bible says, I have not seen nor ear heard, nor entered in the heart of man what great things God has prepared to those that love mm -hmm. him. That's the big show. Yeah. You mm -hmm. see, this is just, I don't want to say we're like in the Garden of Eden, but we're in a choice position here in this lifetime. Mm. And God's not willing that any should perish, yeah. but that all might come to him and mm -hmm. choose him. Yeah. So here we see this dynamic, and of course we know what happens. They disobey God. <clears throat> they invite Satan into the situation. Yeah. They turn the keys over to Satan. Yes. See, it's like a home invasion. Now he's going to take over the house. Yeah. That's why later on in the New Testament, Jesus calls him the prince of this world. Right. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 calls him the God of this age. Hmm. This powerful. You don't want to give him more power than the Bible assigns, but it's powerful what he owns now when jesus comes he defeats him on the cross and then he mm -hmm. hands over authority to believers but mm -hmm. what he gets here is very powerful <coughs> now of course we know they sin adam sins they cover themselves with fig leaves 
and then God comes and, and everything here is now broken. Mm -hmm. uh, if you see man's relationship with God is broken, man's relationship to fellow man is broken, he blames Eve, you know, and then later we're going to see Abel, Cain will kill Abel. So you see the break in human relationship. We see the break with man with creation, beast. Later on, beasts are going to be afraid of man yeah. because man will kill and right. eat them. And even nature itself, it says thorns and thistles now come out of the created order. So that you see each level, things are out of harmony. I was just going to say, because when you started the show, you mentioned you know, the trifecta, the devil, earth, and flesh right. are where sin comes in. We had control of the earth and flesh. We were in harmony. And then... We, 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 as you said, we, we gave the kingdom over to him. That's right. Yeah. And so when you see this, first and foremost, on that day, man died spiritually. He's mm -hmm. got to get him out of the garden. Yeah. He's got to get him out because he doesn't want them to have access to the tree of life because they'll live forever in a fallen state. Mm -hmm. In his mercy, he pushes them out, you know, through the cherry bin. Uh, but first thing that dies is man is separated from God. His spirit is separated from God. Mm -hmm. All of sin. Now, Second thing we're going to see die is he gets more and more soulish, his soul. He becomes corrupt, he becomes immoral, he becomes violent, so much so God's going to send a flood. Later on, he's going to destroy the Tower of Babel. It speaks to the fact that man's soul, moral character, is being corrupted. Being And third thing we're going to see is man dies physically. Mm. After he lives about, Adam will live about 900 years approximately. Then he dies. So how does God reverse that when Jesus comes? First and foremost, mm -hmm. spiritually. Yeah. Once we accept Christ, we're born again. We have the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Number two, our soul. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing mm -hmm. of your mind. Right. We're becoming more and more Christ-like in our soul, in our mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. And third thing, what we call the resurrection of our body. Yeah. We call it the blessed hope. When we see him, we'll be like him. Yeah. This corruptible will put on incorruption. First Corinthians. So it's, it's very interesting how it was lost, spirit, soul, body. It's regained spirit, soul, body. Similar yeah. uh, pattern, yes. John, I have a quote from Old Testament for uh, victory in spiritual warfare. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Okay, so, that's a very good scripture because... On that scripture, it says that God entered in and became flesh and blood. You see, what was lost through Adam will be regained through Adam. Or yeah. with the, it says in Romans 5, he's called the second Adam. 1 Corinthians 15, he's called the last Adam. See, an angel could not redeem us. and An animal couldn't redeem us. Mm -hmm. It had to be the God-man. Lost through Ad, lost through man, gained through man. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus came. But notice it says people all their life were fearful of what? Of death. Of death. Right. Think about it. Even today, how people fear death. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I gave a eulogy at a, a funeral this week, this week, just a couple of days ago, of a good friend. And the woman came to Christ at age 40. Really incredible salvation story. Mm. But the, 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 the whole funeral wasn't downcast. Mm -hmm. See, the Bible says we don't grieve like those that have no hope. Yeah. It was uplifting. It was celebratory. Yeah. Why? Because she just went to a new address yeah. you know she just changed location our true home yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. true uh -huh. home right. and so that we don't have that fear of death right. we don't want to die let's right. say today but uh -huh. nevertheless yeah. when death knocks at our door we don't have that morbid fear anymore right. because Jesus says because I live you will live also mm. he's taken the stinger 
out of death. You know. I liked what we were talking about in the car where you said, David, I wonder when we get up to heaven if we're going to realize it would have, it was a lot easier than, well, <laughs> than, than what we were doing on the planet. It was a lot easier well, to get up here. You know, you know, that goes to knows? bigger yeah. issues, but yeah. I think we have a tendency to complicate things. Yes. Mm. And when you study really what Jesus did and mm. what he accomplished in terms of fulfilling prophecy and his words and his miracles and his, he picks 12 men, you know, and then yeah. of course they have a wider discipleship base of perhaps right. 70 to include yeah. men and women. Uh -huh. But nevertheless, he, he, he showed them a new way to live in a kingdom living a whole new way to, you want to be mm -hmm. first, be last. You want to yeah. gain your life, lose your life. You want to be a, a, a ruler, then be a servant. You know, right. all of these things, what shall profit a man to gain the whole world? But look, mm -hmm. he re, somebody suggested Jesus got in the showroom of life and he reversed all the price tags. Yeah. Yeah, serious. And, and so <laughs> he wants us to have fellowship. Right. He wants us to grow in him. He wants us to pray. But he wants us to relate to each other. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that that's, very, that's been very important for me because you've instilled it in me, especially over the last four or five years, that you can't do this walk alone. And I was always a lone wolf. And mm. I would do things on my own because I've always had my own companies. And I just thought I could be self-taught. Yes. But with this, this is different. We just came from a men's group with about 100 guys at our church. All there interested in what the Lord has for them in their own lives. When you see that, people are getting up at 6 in the morning on a Saturday. And these are guys that are, we've got attorneys in there. we got prestigious doctors from the clinic. we got entrepreneurs. we got people that... Uh, our janitors, yeah. and, and, and it crosses across, you know, all of the spectrum. It is so powerful, and that's the thing that, and now we're here doing the show. Mm. And, and what I can tell you is I think the simplicity for us, for me now, in our family's life and in mine, is to focus on Christ. Mm -hmm. When you focus on that, you realize all the other things you've been doing are just busy things. You know, and I have this thing, and I said mm. it to Marilyn the other day, because we were talking about the things we had to do, and I said, "Realm, life's a rat race, but when it's over, we're still rats." Mm. And you know, I think um, that th that's the focus of Christ, where you can possibly back away from that right. and realize what's important and simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, it, it, life. There's a certain simplicity that we lose in the complex world of the 21st century. Yeah. And I said before, I'll say it again. The quality of a person's life is measured by the quality of one's relationships. Mm -hmm. and, and that first and foremost relationship is our relationship with God mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. If you think that that's the vertical bar of the cross, mm -hmm. once we've established that and we know we have a right relationship with our Heavenly mm -hmm. Father through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, then the, the horizontal bar of the cross is how do we relate to each other. I mean, I should be forgiving of others that offended me because I've been forgiven. Yeah. I should be generous because God's been generous to me. So once you understand that principle of the cross, right. uh, everything starts coming into clear view. So when yeah. we look at this whole thing going on spiritually in Genesis, we'll leave this in a minute, yep. but what's significant here is the fact that Jesus comes, he'll reverse everything that yep. was lost in Adam. Yeah. You see, Adam, you know, he comes, he yeah. realizes he's naked. Jesus comes, they'll strip him of the only mm -hmm. thing he may have owned on this earth was his, his robe mm -hmm. that was seamless. Thorns and thistles start coming out of the ground, Jesus will be crowned with thorns. It says here, cursed is the ground. It says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, that cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree. Jesus mm -hmm. took the curse of the law upon himself for us. It talks about the fact that the dust, and of course when Jesus died, he had this incredible thirst, and the dust was in his 
All through we see this, he's reversing, he's reversing. Yeah. But the big thing is he's going to give us the power over the demonic. He's <laughs> going to show us. And that is something you'll see in chapter 4 um, when you come to this whole thing with... Uh, in Genesis chapter 4, Gen uh, Genesis chapter 4 with Cain and Abel, mm -hmm. you see uh, here the firstborn... It says, when they offered sacrifice, Abel offered up a better sacrifice. Cain was upset. Mm -hmm. uh, verse 5, he did not respect Cain and his offering. Then, th look at this. And the Lord said to Cain, verse 6, mm -hmm. Why are you so angry? Why is your continence fallen? If you do well, will it not be accepted? With, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Notice, God's saying to him, to Cain, He's encouraging him. He says, look, don't be upset. If you do well, things will go well with you. Mm -hmm. It shows you the power of God's Holy Spirit ministering to people. Mm -hmm. But notice here he says, "If uh, finally he says, sin is at your door crouching, like almost like an animal. Mm -hmm. You see, this is, yeah. this is the enemy. Yeah. And he says, and its desire is that is for you, uh, but you should rule over it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Remember what you said about mm -hmm. Jesus says, I, I give you power to trample on yes. serpents and scorpions. Right. Yeah. That's an important thing. Bruce, we have that authority. Luke 10, yeah, Luke 10, 10 17 to 20. Here he's saying to him, yep. you have authority over this thing, but if you don't, it's going to dominate you. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's where this all tied in for me, is we had to go through the cross mm -hmm. to the resurrection. We had to shed blood for the new covenant, and then the world got back into equilibrium. Mm -hmm. But then Christ ascended into heaven, so he did give us the armor of God to still do battle until we're back to our true home. And and that's the thing that, you know, it, it was hard for me to believe. I thought this was, you know, yeah. this stuff was a little cosmic. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is the truth. I've seen it, John. Yeah, and we true. are in a supernatural world. I, I don't care what anybody says. You can go ahead and watch a Marvel movie, but it's happening in our life that way. Exactly right. I'm telling the, you. This is... It, because people don't see it, they don't believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More and more, we're moving into a naturalistic, materialistic worldview where people say, if I don't see something, I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's wrongful thinking because there's many things we don't see, but we believe. Right. We don't see gravity. No. Yeah. But I mean, without gravity, we're going to be Absolutely. hanging on the ceiling. What does air look like? We yeah. don't see our yeah. thoughts. Right. Yeah. We don't see our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they're yeah. very real. Yes, Wanda. And there's so many, one, as it relates to being this world being tricked to believe i see i believe what i see first of all it is impossible to please god without faith mm -hmm. and faith it it first it comes by hearing and many of us turn off by the church don't mm -hmm. attend local churches mm -hmm. regularly and it goes it's the same pattern that goes all the way back to when satan came through the serpent to eve through distraction mm -hmm. To this very day, many of us who, who will admit, I don't read my word as much, I don't spend time with the Lord as much, I don't work on or make the, out my relationship with the Lord a priority because of distraction. And if we stop and see that the enemy is behind that and make a choice, mm -hmm. because we have to own our peace in right. that, and make a choice to say, I am not going to allow this distraction to cause me to get me off focus and stay on stay stay the course your day goes differently your life goes differently and when we when we stay in him 
he has a way of guiding our footsteps. And your, your path is much differently from though if you walk in that distracted path. Because that's how he's knocking on that door yeah. in this day, through yeah. distraction. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point, Wanda. I really think one of the biggest culprits today may not be the enemy. It could be simply distraction. Uh-huh. Where people yeah. will live their yeah. whole life, 80, 90 years old, and they won't give any thought to their afterlife and what Absolutely. comes after this and why be simply because of distraction. distraction you know you got tv you got media you got this and, and another day goes by and another year goes by and we don't give thought to the really important things Absolutely. in life and we kind of fritter our life away yeah. on things that are secondary not that yeah. they're not important but they're not that important and yeah. you know we'll, we'll, we'll think about our retirement we'll think about our 501c we'll think about a retirement home or all this but what is life? Yes. You know, the Bible says it's like a breath. It's just like a puff of air. Like Before you know it, like I always say, inside every 80-year-old, there's an 8-year-old that says, Absolutely. hey, what happened? Absolutely. You know, it's just, yeah. and Socrates said, it says, he says, a, an unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. We do not examine life yeah. or existence or purpose. Just to step back for a minute and say, what am I doing here? What am I doing? And why is life yes. moving in this direction, this escalator of time, mm -hmm. that one day is going to be my last day. Yeah. And then what? You know, David. Yeah, well, you know, one of the uh, talks that you and I went to, John, you invited me when I was first in my walk. It was the former president of one of GE's uh, large divisions. And he talked about his life and about things that happened to him as a kid, the abuse he had. He lived in a, a little mobile home. Uh, he had a flea there, he and his brother, he, he was fearful for his life, and he talked about his walk with the Lord, and he was talking to the CEO of GE, and they were trying to keep him. He wanted to go off on his own and start his own company, and I remember what he said in that talk. Um, he said that he was, he was talking to the CEO, and he basically told him, you can give me all the stock options you want with GE, but at the end of the day, this was after he found the Lord, he came back. He said, you're going to be counting your stocks, options, or looking for your savior. Whoa. And and what that really that really hit me because I was always focused on where I wanted to be in business, and that was my only target. And now what I've done is I've backed up, and I remember the other visual you gave me of that long rope. And part of the the end was this, this red rope, and it was probably only about three, four inches and the west of, rest of it was all white rope that yeah. you couldn't even see the end. Right. And that's where heaven is. That, 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 that's infinity and beyond. But on earth, we only got this much time. Okay? Yes. And, and it's finite. Yes. And so those two things combined with stuff that happened really impressed upon me. There's no waiting. I can't start this when I'm 60 yeah, or when right, I'm 70 right, and right. think I got enough time. I might not even be on the planet that sure. long. That's right. So, so those were things that affected me. Yeah, it's just prioritizing yeah. and putting yeah. things in right order. You know, going to the New Testament now, what, what Jesus says, we just read Genesis okay. about some temptation of the uh, Satan or the evil one. But in chapter 8 of the Gospel of John, verse 44, he says this. He says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Remember how he inspired Cain to kill his brother Abel. Right. Mm -hmm. And does not stand in the truth. Remember, he says, God surely didn't say this. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar. Verse 45, but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. So here we see this whole thing with lie, 
true. Mm. You see, son of God or son, you mm -hmm. know, the evil one, mm -hmm. the life giver or the murderer, all mm. the way through. And it's and it's our thing because of Jesus. That's why he says, "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." Mm -hmm. He wants us to be free people. Yeah. You know, he's liberty and not in bondage. So many people are in bondage today, whether it's through addictions. Look at the opioids. You know, just yeah. in America today, alcohol, which is worse. I mean, in terms of you know, destructive, uh, fear, depression, uh, bondages, every direction you look. You know, well, Jesus wants us to be set free from those things, and and his desire not us to get bound up. But if we don't have the owner's manual, we don't know the instructions, and let alone if we don't have the Holy Spirit empowering yeah. us, uh, how do we how do we have victory? Yeah. Jesus says, greater is he that's in you, that's a believer, than he that's in the world. We have power over this demonic one. Yes. yes. And, and John, you know, and again, I know this is a hard concept for a lot of people listening. It's a, con it's a hard concept for me to explain still. Yeah. I have so much to learn. But when I think about um, the spiritual warfare and what does that mean? You know, Dave, you're talking, you know, what are you talking about? Okay, mm -hmm. what do you mean supernatural? I can tell you that when you start to follow Christ, you see more of the positive supernatural taking place. Oh, yeah. When you have your breastplate of, of righteousness yeah, on, yeah. your shield of faith, your sword of the word. When you have those things together, and you know it's in the Bible, it, it's so hard for us to cover in detail mm -hmm. in an hour. Mm -hmm. But the idea is, when you're walking in Christ and you're doing the right things and you're in the Word and you're communing with other Christians the right way, you have supernatural power. Things happen in your life that you couldn't have put together right. if you tried. Absolutely. And that's where you see it. Absolutely. So that's what I'm telling some other entrepreneur guys that I know that are down, that you know have had challenges since the crash, all these other things. I tell them, you'll see it. Look for the breadcrumbs, because mm -hmm. that's where you'll see it. And especially with what he does that you couldn't have orchestrated it, John. That's right. And, you know, when you brought out that passage in Luke, Jesus said something interesting in Luke chapter 8, uh, mm -hmm. chapter 10, uh, verse uh, 18, is where he says, uh, I saw Satan fall like lightning from yeah. heaven. And we talked about our earlier show, well, people say, well, why did God make the devil? Or why did God create the devil? Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Well, in a real sense, and we won't go over this again, but we looked at Ezekiel chapter 28. We looked at Isaiah 14, mm -hmm. where God created an archangel. We believe it was an archangel mm -hmm. called Lucifer. Mm -hmm. That's where we get the word light, luxus in, in Latin. Mm -hmm. But he was a high and exalted being mm -hmm. that was meant to worship God and to serve God. Yeah. But it says... One day iniquity got in. He, he started not wanting to serve God, to be in submission to God. He wanted to be God. Mm. And as a result of that, he's cast out. Okay? Mm. And that's where Jesus says, this shows you Jesus' preeminence. Remember Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Mm -hmm. Well, before Satan was, he is. You mm -hmm. understand? So he saw his fall. I saw Satan fall like lightning yeah. from heaven. Wow. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you'll get to, if we could develop this in another show, we can show, we can track okay. the serpent from his high exalted position mm. right in front of the very presence of God and then he's cast out and now he's the prince in power of the air this atmospheric here and then at the end of the age it says he comes down for a short period of time because he knows time is short yeah. and then later he's cast into the bottomless pit so here down 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 it's it's a step by step mm -hmm. fall Mm -hmm. And he, some suggest, if you look at uh, Revelation chapter 12 and 13, he may have taken a third of the angels that conspired with him. Yeah, isn't that something? They go with Gosh. him, and that's what we call the demonic today, uh -huh. the influence. Mm -hmm. And they're out there. And uh, all through the Gospels, you see Jesus 
because Jesus is bringing the kingdom of God, kingdom of light. And so when he goes into these villages where there's the demon-possessed people, if you get in the spiritual realm, they're backing up. Right. Because light's coming. And that's why they're crying out, mm-hmm. oh, son of God, or holy one of Israel, what do we have to do with you? And they're, they're backing up yeah. because he's bringing the kingdom of light. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like we are now. Mm-hmm. If you go, there's prisons, prisons that have revivals that have had where there was incredible darkness and savagery and mean, you know, violence. And revival comes and they become changed. Hmm. I visited the Bridge of the River Kwai, where American British prisoners were held during World War II, and it was terrible conditions. Even prisoners were turning on prisoners to get a little scrap of food. And a guy there came in with the gospel. He was a hmm. British prisoner of war. And there was like a revival took place yeah. there. They even started treating their guards better. And because why? Light came in and pushed darkness back. Yeah, yeah. That's what the enemy wants is to bring mm-hmm. darkness. You yeah. see? And Jesus wants us to bring light. Yeah. And so we see, he says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Mm-hmm. So now he's here. Uh, he is the tempter. There's many terms given to uh, Satan. He's called, uh, he's called the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, he'll come first as a tempter, as he tempted Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after he tempts and has somebody fall, then he's the accuser. Mm. You know, that's how he switches hats mm-hmm. here. And so he's saying, you know, oh, you think God can forgive you? Do you think God can use you? Yeah. See, he's accused. That's why Jesus in his present role for us, he ever there liveth to make intercession for us. He's yeah. our advocate. When the accuser comes... We have, like, if I could say, like a lawyer, like of the best. Yeah. But he's interceding on our behalf to say, okay, you know. And so another title he's called, The Adversary. He's yeah. called The Prince of This World. Mm-hmm. He's called The God of This Age. Mm. You know, those are powerful mm. titles. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll For turn sure. to that one if you look at Second Corinthians Second. chapter 4 okay. for a moment. Go ahead, Juan, if you okay. have it. Okay. Second Corinthians 4. 4. And okay. if anybody would like to call in, again, our number here is... 440-399-3044. Uh, 440-399-3044. Okay, Wanda, if you have that, please. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Mm-hmm. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believeth not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Did you see that verse? Even verse yeah. 3 will say, if our gospel is veiled, it is failed to those who are perishing. As Wanda read, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Mm. Do you ever think of that? I mean, mm. he has this way of uh, keeping people in the dark, yeah. yeah, so they don't see the light of God's word. And why is that, John? How does well, that's his, that's the yeah, power. Right. Way back at the at the start, yeah, part of man's fallen nature. Mm. In other words, we inherit. Uh, our father's uh, chromosomes. In other yes. words, I'm Irish because my dad was Irish because his grandfather mm-hmm. was Irish. You inherit, but what we've inherited from our first father, Adam, is that fallen nature. Mm-hmm. And part of that fallen nature is blindness. But that blindness came because of Satan. Because we don't see the mm-hmm. light. Yeah. That's why you look around and people, they don't, they don't think about God. They don't think we yeah. have a soul. They don't think about this. They don't think there's a spiritual rule. All of those things are like you're in the dark. doesn't Absolutely. matter how well-educated you are. Yeah. You can be very well-educated, but still be spiritually in darkness. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because even when you hear the gospel, you might think it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's yeah. why the Bible says oh, yeah. the preaching of the gospel is 
foolishness yeah. to those who are perishing. All oh, right, it's a big mm. joke. Yeah, because they can't see it. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that's if, why if, if, if a dog yeah. goes into a library, right. a dog can't appreciate all those great volumes of books. No. It's not in his nature. Yeah. Now he might smell the leather or something. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but he, by nature, he can't appreciate that. So mm. too, if you're blinded. Before I became a Christian, before I became a believer, born again at age 27, I didn't, I didn't get the Bible. I mean, I, to me, I understood Eastern religions, Buddhism and, and Taoism mm -hmm. and other print. You know, I could study it at a fairly deep level. But the Bible, you know, a boy with a slingshot, he kills a giant, the, the big whale, you know, whatever. You know, I, I thought like Jesus was a good example, but I never... De Why? Because my eyes were blinded. Mm -hmm. Once I became a Christian, I have the Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Now all the other books, like I was playing with uh, Tinker oh, yeah. Toys. Yeah. This is the Great China Wall. Yeah. You know, this is this is life and light to yeah. me now. Yeah. Then everything changed. Mm -hmm. Why? The Bible's the only book you have to know the author right. to understand the message. You have to know the author. You have to have the Holy Spirit in you. Otherwise, you don't understand it. You just it, yes, why? And additionally, with the Holy Spirit, you still have to build a relationship with that Father mm -hmm. because so that you will know his voice when he's speaking to you. Mm -hmm. And that's how your, your journey is more effective in, on this side, in this life, by building that relationship with the Lord so that when he does share strategies, mm -hmm. and when the wiles of the devil, as the word said, come for us, we're not ambushed or blindsided, but it takes us making time and taking time to build relationships. Yeah, you've got to invest spiritually. To. Absolutely. Jesus talks about sowing and reaping. Yes. If you invest in your, this is true in the professional world. You know, if you invest in yourself, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be mm -hmm. an engineer, mm -hmm. well, you're going to hang out with really gifted people in that field. You're going to read books. You're mm -hmm. going to study. Because why? You're going to get better. But if you want to grow spiritually, you want to read God's word. Absolutely. You want to be with godly people in mm -hmm. fellowship, church, or with mm -hmm. you. God has given us pastors and teachers and yeah. evangelists to help strengthen each one of us. Absolutely. If you invest in yourself, if you sow, you will reap. You will Jesus reap. says in John chapter fifteen, "If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will bear fruit." It's a law. It's if law. you don't, yeah. you won't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And this is sad because us as believers. We are meant to walk in a certain level of spiritual victory. Why? Because God wants to use each one of us, almost like he's given us keys, mm -hmm. and there's this whole corridor of prisoners, you know, that are in bondage, like mm -hmm. here, you know, their eyes are blind, and he's given us keys to go open the doors, mm -hmm. share the gospel, and say, hey, come on, God doesn't, you know, like mm -hmm. somebody did with me many years ago, Don't, God doesn't want you to live like this. And, you know, yeah. Here, let me open the door. Whoa. And yeah. then as you learn it, then you got the keys. Yes. And then you're dangerous. And yes. then, because just as you said, there's a certain level of spiritual spiritual victory that we are supposed to walk in. And you know how we are when, we, when you're kids and you go into the grocery store and your parents say, don't you, don't you get in here mm -hmm. and cut up and embarrass me? That we have onlookers or unbelievers watching us who name the name of Christ and it is so important not so not one for us to walk in that victory but two you you're representing him and you always want an unbeliever to say I want what you have yeah. you never want an unbeliever to be like if you're living like this <laughs> I don't want what yeah. you want <laughs> so no, it's it, twofold you know, wanna just to just to an extension to what you and John have been talking about. I'll just go back to what we said initially because you're you're both so right. If you want to learn how to dominate life, 
this is it. When I think of all the case studies and all the books I look to mm-hmm. for business, forget about it. Mm. Yeah, you need some of those to, to function. Yeah, sure. But this is this book gives you all those insights. I don't know what else to tell people. Absolutely. Now I thought it was fluff and, and nonsense too until a few years ago. I mm. thought it was absolute nonsense. Right. I don't have time to read the Bible. Right. Are you kidding me? But once you get into it, you realize mm. the power that it wields. Yeah. And I am telling you, you know, for those of us, if we don't have time to get into it, if you want to look at the armor of God, go to Ephesians 6, 10 to 17. And, you know, maybe we'll read it before we're, we're done here. But it goes over, you know, how to do that and, you know, what the armor is. But the main thing to remember is the word is what you need. The word yeah. will feed you and it will give you that equilibrium in your life when nothing else can. Yeah. Nothing else will work. Drugs, right. alcohol, uh, whatever you think is going to help money. Um, the, the, that's the reason the word is so powerful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as Wanda said, mm-hmm. you become a person of influence. Mm-hmm. Right? You Absolutely. people are watching mm-hmm. you, and I shared this with you before. I know with you, David. When I was in the army during the Vietnam War, studying in Southeast Asia, there was one man that was a believer. Yeah, and and I remember this very clearly. We were in a medical unit, and his name was Joe Pace, and his life had a profound influence on me. And I was mm-hmm. an ungodly yeah. guy, you know. See, but his life, his light, somehow touched me and exposed right. it'd be three years after my discharge from the army i came to accept christ but you do not know who's watching you as wanda says mm-hmm. we are to be ambassadors for That's christ right. yeah. and um you might think you know somebody's not watching you yeah but they might see something very small in you mm-hmm. that touches something absolutely and uh, like this eulogy i gave at this woman's funeral this past week she came to christ at age 40 she happened to be a teacher very gifted artist but i said over the next 40, 40, 40 years or more, do you know how many students she touched with the love of Christ? Mm. Thousands. And their parents and other staff members. Hmm. I said, look at the influence of one single life. I always say one lit candle can go into a room full of unlit candles, light every one, go out of that room and not lost their own light. Yeah. Yeah. We do not know. You might be having coffee with the next <laughs> Billy Graham or something. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You don't yes, know. Mother. You don't know. And- in addition to that, it is so important that we also remember, even on days that you don't feel so victorious, you're still representing the kingdom. And you always want to be attractive to unbelievers and point them to the way of the kingdom, the cross. Right. Sometimes you may be that only example that one have that one chance at being introduced to the ways of the Lord and you don't want to blow it. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Every day an opportunity, but if you can, if you can be that person, uh, God will use you as that person. Mm-hmm. Let me show you the power of staying in the Word of God. If you look for a moment, and we're going to pick this up next week because we just scratched the surface okay. on the spiritual yeah. warfare. But since we went into this line of reasoning mm-hmm. about the power of influence, if you look at First Timothy, uh, chapter four, First Timothy chapter four, uh, verse thirteen. You see, and of course, Paul is like an, a mentor. You know, yes. Timothy's the apprentice. He's learning from him. But he says in verse 13, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Mm-hmm. Basically what we're doing here. Look at yes. scripture, Absolutely. reading it, exhorting. He says, Don't neglect the gift that was given you, which was given by the prophets, by laying out of hands of the elders. Now he says this, Meditate on these things. In other words, think about them. Ponder what we're learning. Give yourself entirely to them. Mm. In other words, get into this. 
that your progress might be evident to who? All. To all. To all. You understand? Yeah. And then he says, look, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. That's another word of saying scripture. Continue in them. In so doing, you will both you will save both yourself and who? Them that hear thee. Them that hear you. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Now, that is a powerful thing Absolutely. that you know that your life and your words might touch somebody for eternity. Mm -hmm. That's... Yeah. I don't care. You could be teaching high-level physics or medicine. You're going to touch that person mm -hmm. for this lifetime. But if you have the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, you can touch somebody for eternity. Yes. That's, Isn't that something? That's a powerful that's thing. But God. all of us can do that, All John. of us can do you know, it. And, and that's the thing that... Well, when I saw this men's group, if I could have gotten up this morning... If we had, you know, more time at the end of that before we left, I would have told them, you know, d d don't just think that, that the people that are standing up on stage here have the power. All of you in the chair that have this interest in even being here today have the power because you've got the interest to know God more. Right. And he can give you that power. He'll turn you in. Look at the, look at the apostles. Mm -hmm. Those guys were... I mean, forgive me, they were a bunch of, I hate to say it, cowards in the end. Right. Until yeah. the resurrection, uh, they were fishermen. They weren't PhDs. Right. And look at what they did. Look at how they changed the world yeah. right. after the resurrection. Th th that armor only came to them with the Holy Spirit and their faith in God. Right. Mm. So we're going to start launching into this whole thing on spiritual warfare. But a couple things I want us to look at, and we don't have many minutes left. Okay. But if you look at John chapter 17... Um, this is what's known as Jesus' high priestly prayer. Uh, okay. And here's, here's what he says here in his, in his, in his prayer. He says in uh, chapter 17, uh -huh. if somebody would read uh, verse um, 13 and 14. Sure. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Okay, thank you. In verse 15? Sure. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Notice that? Hmm. He's given us his word, and he's praying here. This is hmm. not that you take them out and we go live on a mountain or mm -hmm. but you're going to keep them in the world, but keep them from the evil mm -hmm. one. He, he wants to put a shield of protection around yeah. us. That's why when we pray the Our Father, we pray for forgiveness and daily bread. Yeah. And all, but we also pray what? Lead us not to, into temptation, it's but deliver, deliver, us. Us. deliver us from evil. Right. Yeah. See, most of us focus on daily bread, mm, yeah. provision, career, open doors here, uh -huh. and forgiveness. Yeah. Okay, good, good. These are all good. But yeah. we forget sometimes. Lead us not into but deliver us from the evil yes. one. And we're going to pick up on this, that these are powerful prayers. I mean, even as a father, now a grandfather, I, I taught you, David, pray. What do I pray? Lord, bring godly people into my children and my mm -hmm. grandchildren's right. life yes. and right. keep toxic, poisonous yes. people oh, out of their way. I do that almost every day, John. We should Absolutely. all pray that. Yeah. And we don't, again, we're and working. Boy, and boy, and you've seen what's happened. <laughs> that's yeah. Now, that, see, that's where the supernatural that's comes right. in. That's, right. that's what I'm trying to tell everybody. This is not a hoax. It's not. This it's stuff real. works. It's real. What, what it is is, the Word of God allows us to see them to be invisible. Now, yeah. I'm talking to believers, but here's the deal. You know what? You just quoted Hebrews 11. Yes. Uh, what is faith? Faith yes. is something unseen, that which hope. Mm -hmm. By faith, by the Word of God, 
I know I have a soul. I can't yeah. see my soul, but I know I have an eternal a soul dwelling in me. Yeah. By faith, I know we're surrounded by angelic and demonic beings. Mm-hmm. I know this is for real. Mm-hmm. By faith, I know I can't see the words that we share with each other this yeah. morning, let alone going over these airwaves. Yeah. Touch them. But they're invisible, but they're real. Yeah. Quite honestly, that which we don't see is more real than that which we, we do see. see. That's right. Because if you sat at this table for several yeah. thousand years, mm-hmm. this thing would dissolve and it would go back into an organic state. It would yes. just go back into minerals and back into the earth. But that which we don't see, mm-hmm. a God first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says in First Peter, and Jesus Christ, whom you don't see, yes. though you love him. Yes. The unseen, really... W- you know, as believers, as we get into the Word of God, we're going to pick up on this more next week. Okay. It's about the unseen realm. Yes. And this is especially true when we get into spiritual warfare. Because mm-hmm. we're going to learn what it says in the Gospel of James. Uh, Submit yourselves, therefore, for God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. The first thing is submission. Yes. Submission coming under the power and the authority of a God we don't see. But once we do that, we can resist the devil whom we don't see, but we see his effects, and he will flee from us. That's power. And, and so in the spirit of that, so when I first met uh, John Wanda, uh-huh. you know, I just noticed that he had all these things, and, mm-hmm. you know, things were just cruising along in Absolutely. his life. So Total I thought control. to myself, man, the heck with entrepreneurship. I'm going to become a missionary. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's the truth. Because, you know, he is so far in the word. He's mm-hmm. got that equilibrium that cannot mm-hmm. be shaken. Yes. And all I'm trying, and I'm, I'm nowhere close to being there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Absolutely. But, and so is my family. Yeah. But I got to tell you, people, that's what I saw, and that's why I'm here today. Absolutely. Well, that's for all of us. And, and Wanda, you brought it up on Hebrews 11. That's yeah. where we're going to pick this thing up next yes. week. Because this is for all of us, David. Yes. It's it's children's bread. You see, I mean, what I'm saying bread. is, it's it, God mm, wants it's all good. of us to be equipped yes. and to be and to be world changers. Yes. We we are called to be influencers. Yes. Our life on this planet is short. I mean, look what's going on in the world. We're not promised tomorrow. I'm, I'm really the older I get, the more sensitive I am to to the brevity of life. You know, mm-hmm. and but He's given us today, and when we can count today. If you can't talk to somebody today. Talk to God about that somebody today. Mm-hmm. Just offer him up in prayer. Lord, help my good friend. He's yes. going through issues. And we're going to see that we have a lot of power. And we're going to yeah. pick next week up on the spiritual armor. I know you did Terrific. a lot of research. Oh, that's wonderful. Video. Okay. Any closing thoughts, Wanda? And then David, and then I'll close up. Absolutely. Just as um, so many powerful nuggets on today, just as uh, David was sharing about many turn to drugs and alcohol and all that, those are the things that you turn to because your search is right there on your living room table. You pick up this word. That word is the thirst quencher. It is the hunger satisfier. Yeah. Yeah. It is the very thing that you're going outside looking for to satisfy that need. God created that vacuum and only he can satisfy it through relationship with him and through the word. I encourage you, get into a Bible teaching church, get into that word. And just lose yourself in loving Jesus. I guarantee he has to respond. That's a good one. And David, closing thought? Um, Just, uh, again, just grateful that uh, we have an opportunity to do what we're doing now and to help others see what what I have seen and what all of you have seen at different times in your life. So, um, you know, again, we're, we're praying for all of you. And we just hope that you pick the book up and you really study it. But again, the key is, 
you got to be around uh, other believers. And when we talk about the armor of God, you'll see that one soldier, even if he has the armor, if he's out in the field by himself, it's still easy for them to come on the side of him mm. or beyond. But it's when we link together. Mm. And, and the military back in the medieval, they called it a testuda, where the Romans would line up and they all linked armor. Mm -hmm. And they all linked their shields so you couldn't have an attack above from a fiery arrow or the side. That's what uh, community with other Christians, and that's why... It's so important, John. You gotta have it. You can't do this alone. Oh, good, good word, David. Okay, so next week we're going to pick up on this spiritual warfare and uh, the role of us as believers. One closing thought: we must always remember we must get a proper biblical view of the enemy. You have to know your enemy to properly defend against them. This is true everywhere from football all the way up to military. Yeah. But remember this. Uh, he's called the prince of this world. He's called the god of this age. He's called the accuser, uh, adversary. But he's not omnipotent. He's yes. not all-powerful. He's not omniscient. He doesn't know your thoughts and intents of your heart. Only God knows that. And he's not omnipresent. We'll look at this next week. That's why we talk about powers and principalities. Mm -hmm. He's got ranks. Yeah. But what we have to remember it's Jesus who is all these qualities of God, omnipotent, like omniscient. Yeah. But we can we are going to look at how he influences thought life. We yes. will look at that when it says and Satan entered into Judas's heart. Or how um, Satan you know, can, can influence people. We're going to talk about why it's so important to renew our minds and have our minds fortified by the Word of God. And mm. we're, we're going to pick up on that next week and give real practical tools of how we can grow in that spiritual realm. Yeah. So again, to all our listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in today. This is 89.1 Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Hope you have a great weekend and uh, please tune in next week. And if you want to hear this, it's on uh, Facebook, of course. Yes. And it's also on the, uh, David, you want to give the blog Yeah, on? you know what? Um, the new podcast site, uh, let me give that to you. So, again, we have a lot of our uh, shows on that site. And uh, let me just uh, find it here. Your son just sent it to us. And while David is looking for that, uh, we Facebook Live on today, and it is on my page, Wanda D. Ewing. This is a powerful teaching. You're always welcome to go and pull it up and review it. Great. And so here's the podcast site. It's John 1421period.com backslash podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So it's John 1421period.com uh, backslash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you, David. God bless you all. Bless you.